Thank you for joining the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Northwestern Division for today's Missouri River-based water management conference call. We plan to host monthly calls through early June. The next call will be held Thursday, February 7 at 1 p.m. If basin conditions warrant an ad hoc call due to an unexpected change, we will notify the region of the additional call. These calls are provided as a courtesy to congressional representatives, tribal, state, and local government officials, and the media. I am Eileen Williamson, and I will be moderating today's call. The slides from today's call will be on our website at www.nwd-mr.usace.army.mil slash rcc and linked in today's press release. These calls are recorded and placed on the Defense Video and Imagery Distribution System at www.dvidshub.net slash unit slash USACE-NWD. Your participation acknowledges your consent to be recorded. All lines have been placed on mute for this call. To unmute your line or to ask a question, press star six. Please be aware that the forced mute function does not work on all phones. So if I ask, please use your phone's own mute function to avoid interrupting the call. Do not place the call on hold. We will have a question and answer session at the end of the call. Calls for questions will not be part of the recording if none are asked. For the convenience of our media representatives, the final slide in this presentation includes each speaker's name, title, and contact information. Normally, representatives from NOAA and the National Weather Service's Missouri Basin River Forecast Center provide updates on the climate outlook, weather patterns across the basin, snowpack, and flood potential. Due to the lapse in federal appropriations, they are unable to participate in today's call. Today's call agenda and presenters' names will be as follows. Mr. John Remus, Chief of the Army Corps of Engineers, Missouri River Basin Water Management. He'll provide an initial statement. Then Chuck McWilliams, a meteorologist with the Omaha District, will present an overview of the National Weather Service's weather forecast product. Then Nicole Schwarney and Joel Nopchinski of the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division will provide information on the runoff forecast and reservoir operations. John. Thank you, Eileen. Hello, and thank you all for joining us on our first Missouri River Basin Conference Call of 2019. As Eileen said, I'm John Remus, Chief of the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division. I appreciate your participation and look forward to working with you in the coming year. The Corps' Northwestern Division is committed to better communication, and this call is part of that effort. As Eileen mentioned, there will be a question and answer session after the presentations, and I encourage you to ask questions. This helps us improve all of our communication efforts and gives us additional insight as to the concerns of the basin stakeholders. Flood risk management remains our primary consideration as we move into 2019. Runoff of Osu City in 2018 was approximately 167% of average, and flood water stored in the annual flood control zones of the reservoirs is being evacuated in preparation for the 2019 runoff season. It is important to understand that floods can and will occur regardless of basin or system conditions, including ice-induced flood, flooding during the winter and flooding due to spring and summer thunderstorms, particularly along the lower Missouri River which cannot be mitigated by the operation of the mainstream system. 
late December, we posted our annual, our final 2019 annual operating plan on our website. In it, we describe our planned operation of the reservoir system under a wide range of runoff conditions. <clears throat> I want to emphasize that it is a system. It is not six individual projects and we operate it as a system. When we make a decision at one, a release decision at one of our uh, dams, it often uh, causes us to make uh, release decisions or changes at other projects. It is also important to note that the annual operating plan is not intended to be a forecast for the coming year. Rather, it examines a range of potential runoff scenarios spanning 80% of the historic record and provides stakeholders an array of potential reservoir levels and releases that may be expected under various runoff scenarios. The annual operating plan also indicates how the reservoir system will be regulated to serve all eight congressionally authorized purposes, to fulfill our responsibilities to the tribes, and how we intend to comply with other laws, including the Endangered Species Act. In contrast, real-time regulation of the reservoir system is done using the best available hydrologic and climate information and is adjusted to respond to changing conditions on the ground. Each month and more, often, and more frequently if needed, we would produce updated runoff and reservoir regulation forecast. Late last week, we posted the January runoff and reservoir regulation forecast on our website. And earlier today, we put out a press release covering much of the same information we will cover today. I will now turn the meeting over to Chuck McWilliams to discuss the weather outlook. Chuck? Thanks, John. And it's, um, Eileen mentioned the National Weather Service not able to participate today, but for those who have followed along with these uh, briefings in the past, the format for the weather and the climate is going to be just in the, in the same format, similar type of information that you'll be seeing. I'll start off with conditions for the last 30 days, and on your left, what you see is the departure of normal temperature, and then the percent of normal precipitation is on your right. Uh, bottom line is anyone can attest to it's been outside anywhere in the Missouri River Basin. It's been a very mild last several weeks. Temperatures well above average. In fact, parts of eastern Montana and in the Dakotas, you're looking at temperatures that have been on average about six to eight degrees above normal for this time of the year. Not quite as above average, but still above normal as you get into the central Rockies. But that's been some milder uh, than normal conditions. So in many cases, when there has been precipitation, particularly in the lower part of the basin, we've been looking at rainfall as opposed to snow. And in some of those places where they have seen snow, it hasn't persisted very long, and you'll see that in the upcoming snowpack across the basin. But there has been above normal precipitation for the lower part of the basin. That's that, again, the picture in the right hand of your screen there, and, and the, uh, particularly across parts of eastern Nebraska down into Kansas, the lowest part of the Missouri River Basin. On to slide five now, and this is similar to what you just looked at, but this takes us back to the beginning of the water year, so back to the beginning of October. And again, temperature departure from normal is your left-hand graphic, the right-hand graphic, is the percent of normal precipitation. Looks pretty similar, the exception being that if you look at, at from a perspective of about three months plus time period, temperatures aren't quite as above normal for the lower part of the basin. There's generally near to below normal for much of Nebraska and down into Kansas and Missouri, being that we had some pretty chilly temperatures seasonable at least for November. And then we also have a lot of cloud cover and rain showers that, that hit us in, in much of the fall. And you can see how the, the moisture levels are 
over the past several months are well above average, in fact, in excess of 150% of normal across Nebraska, Kansas, and then into parts of northwestern Missouri as well. But when you look across a further upper part of the basin, it's been below normal for the most part for at least fall and then into this early part of the winter. On to slide six, we'll start talking about snowpack. And this is the mountain snowpack. These maps come to us from the USDA, the NRCS. And within the Missouri River Basin, the, the, for the most part, it's been near to below normal so far this year. Uh, looking a bit more specifically, what you're seeing there on the left-hand side, that is the snowpack as of Sunday morning. And then on the right side, what you're looking at is the snowpack from a year ago, just to put it into a bit of perspective. And as you can tell, in the upper part of the basin, we see the greens and the yellows. That is near to below normal mountain snowpack. And that's what we see across much of the upper part of the basin, the area that would flow into Fort Peck and Garrison. But compared to a year ago, you'll, you'll notice that we were heading into the early part of January. They were already above to well above average in many of those locations, particularly in the upper part of the Yellowstone Basin. There were some, some areas, including uh, the Wind River uh, sub-basin as well. They had snowpack at that point, season to date at least, they were anywhere from 120 to 150 plus percent of normal. So we have not seen at least season to date, and it's still very early, but season to date we have not seen the snowpack in the mountains compared to what we saw a year ago. A bit of a different story if you look further south into the central Rockies and particularly into the Platte River watershed. The South Platte is above normal so far for the season, in, uh, but a year ago they were below normal. And similarly for the North Platte watershed, that's about average for this time of the year, at least so far for uh, this year, whereas last year they were near to below normal. And as we get to look into the climate trends going forward, that's kind of a pattern you'll be seeing. On slide seven, before we uh, talk about the future impacts, we'll talk about the current conditions as far as the plain snowpack. And this is as of yesterday. And if anything's changed in the last 24 hours, it's probably even a little bit less as temperatures have been mild and we've seen uh, even uh, not much in the way of any precipitation the last uh, 24 hours for most of the basin. And what you're looking at is most of the area there, this is the snow water equivalent. So instead of talking about snow depth, we talk about snow water equivalent. In other words, if you were to melt the snow, how much rainfall or moisture would that be? And a general guideline for that is a 10 to 1 ratio. It does vary from time to time, but a general ratio is if you have 10 inches of snow, that would be an inch of rain or moisture. But what you're looking at here is we've just gone ahead and broken it down in the snow water equivalent. And for most of the basin, it's limited to just the eastern parts of the Dakotas, and much of that is on the order of an inch or less of snow water equivalent. There are a few areas where it's about an inch to two inches, particularly in the far upper part of the Big Sioux Basin and the upper part of the James River Basin upstream of Jamestown and Pipestem Dams. There it's about one to two inches, which is fairly um, typical for this time of year. But I should point out again, this is one of those things where it only takes a couple of storms and, and that could change quite a bit as well. But for most of the rest of the basin, there is not a lot of plain snowpack right now. Again, once you get into the western parts of the Dakotas, in the high plains in uh, eastern Montana, not much at all going on up there as far as plain snowpack. 
So let's start talking about future, and we're going to start off with just the near term, in other words, about a week or two out, and not a big change from what we've seen of late. Temperatures above normal for pretty much the entire basin. Now, that red that you see there on the top left, that's your, your temperature um, probability above normal. Highly likely it's going to be above normal. That doesn't mean how much above normal. For example, the average high in Omaha right now is about 33 to 35 degrees. Tomorrow we're going to have temperatures that will be a little bit above that. So it will be above normal, but it won't be as above normal as when we had temperatures in the 50s. But the bottom line is the temperatures are still going to be above what they typically are for middle part of January for at least another week or so. And then precipitation-wise, looking for um, most of the basin to be uh, at least the lower part of the basin above normal precip going uh, beyond this upcoming week. But that also isn't amounts of moisture. It just means we're looking at precipitation coming through. Looking beyond that for the rest of January, and this map, these maps were put together by the Climate Prediction Center at the end of December, and their forecast was for above average temps for just about the entire basin. And uh, obviously that is uh, being confirmed from what we've seen so far for the first two weeks and really for the next week as well. And then below average precip month total. I should point out, though, the last week of January, it does look like we are looking for a pattern change. So don't be surprised if once we get into the 24th, 25th of January, we start to finally see some of those colder temperatures that we haven't seen for a while. One thing I also want to point out looking at this map for January, and you'll see that on the seasonal forecast coming up, you notice a below normal precip for much of the northern tier of the country, the Pacific Northwest. And then those green areas in the uh, southwest and especially in the southeast above normal. That is a pattern that is very typical in an El Nino winter, and it looks highly likely like will be an, an El Nino pattern going forward for the rest of the winter. Uh, odds are well above average. And you see that when you look at the seasonal forecast maps, and this is for January, February, March. This is slide 10 now. And it looks very similar to what we've seen so far, very similar to what we saw for the month of January with uh, temperatures generally above normal for most of the basin. And then precip, that's your bottom right-hand graphic there, um, near to below normal for most of the basin, especially as you get further in the upper part of the Missouri River Basin and start getting closer to the Pacific Northwest. It's in those um, but above average precip amounts once you get into the central Rockies and then southward from there. That is a, a very typical signature pattern of weather patterns when you get into an El Nino, uh, El Nino um, winter. Slide 11 talks about drought because we haven't had a lot of moisture. Um, it's, you know, it never hurts to take a look at, at this as well. As you'll notice, most of the basin uh, is drought-free at this time. What you see there in the bottom left-hand map, that is looking at the whole country. That is as of last week, the drought monitor with drought conditions that are pretty severe still in the Four Corners region, also parts of the Pacific Northwest. Most of the rest of the country, not an issue. And then it's zoomed in, as you look at the top left, that's looking at the Missouri River Basin itself. Those areas of yellow, that is not drought. That just means that it is abnormally dry at this time, but it also means those are areas that would be susceptible to prolonged dry conditions. They could have drought conditions develop. Where we do see uh, the small area where there is some drought, 
I should point out, in the Central Rockies, the North Platte Basin, right there on the edge, um, further southwestern part of the Missouri River Basin, up there in the Colorado Rockies. That, though, is an area that is expected, as we saw in the seasonal outlook, to pick up some precipitation going forward, into, particularly once you get into February and March timeframe. And then that uh, bottom right hand is the seasonal drought outlook that was updated about three weeks ago. And you'll notice that even though there, it has been dry, there is not a forecast, at least through the end of March, of any expansion of drought conditions across the Missouri River Basin. Of course, that's just through the end of March for the forecast. That does not take into account spring rain season. So the key points I uh, wanted to summarize with, you always hear about El Nino, La Nina. There is an El Nino watch. The Climate Prediction Center does say there's a 90% uh, chance of it developing here in the next month, and uh, very likely it will continue through spring. What that typically means is that a lot of what we've seen so far is a higher-than-average probability that it will continue. In other words, temperatures above normal for most of the basin, the exception being some of the areas where the storm tracks are more persistent in El Ninos as you get further south, so obviously the lower part of the Missouri River Basin. And then as far as precipitation goes, your snowpack is more likely to be near to below normal for uh, the northern Rockies and then near to above average in the central Rockies and the adjacent high plains. And um, that's a quick summary of the current weather conditions. And with that, I will pass it off to uh, Nicole for the upper basin runoff. Thanks, Chuck. Looking back at 2018, the calendar year runoff summation for the Missouri Basin above Sioux City, Iowa, what we refer to as the upper basin, was 41.9 million acre feet, which is 165% of average. Upper basin runoff in 2018 was the third highest in 120 years of record, following only 2011 and 1997. 2018 runoff was caused by heavy plain snowpack in Montana, well above average mountain snowpack, and large areas of above normal precipitation. More recently, runoff in December 2018 was more than two times average in the upper basin due to above normal precipitation in the plains and warmer than normal temperatures throughout the Missouri basin, which has melted much of the accumulating plain snow and allowed the Missouri River and its tributaries to continue flowing mostly ice-free. Moving on to slide 14, at this time of year, plains and mountain snowpack provide the best indication of future runoff in the upper basin. As the snowpack reaches its ultimate peak accumulation in about three months, our runoff forecasts will become more accurate. Currently, there is very light plain snow cover in central and eastern North Dakota and eastern South Dakota. Plain snow accumulations have been below average in the upper basin due to warmer than normal temperatures. CPC climate outlooks indicate temperatures over the next few months could be warmer than normal and precipitation could be normal to below normal. Moving on to slide 15, mountain snowpack is the primary source of runoff from May through July in the Fort Peck and Garrison reaches. Runoff in these two reaches accounts for about 80% of the total May, June, and July upper basin runoff and about 40% of the annual runoff in the upper basin. As of January 7th, Mountain Slee was 79% of average in the Fort Peck Reservoir Reach and 82% of average in the Garrison Reservoir Reach. Normally by January 1st, about 44% of the eventual peak snowpack has accumulated. Moving on to slide 16. 
The 2019 calendar year runoff forecast for the upper Missouri Basin above Sioux City, Iowa is 25.7 million acre feet or 101% of average. For the January 1st calendar year forecast, the most important forecast factors are recent runoff trends, plains and mountain snowpack, drought and soil moisture conditions, and the NOAA Climate Prediction Center's monthly and seasonal temperature and precipitation outlooks. Based on these factors, our January 1st upper basin runoff forecast in 2019 is about average. Throughout the year, we will monitor soil conditions, plains and mountain snow accumulation, and temperature and precipitation outlooks, and update our forecast on a monthly basis, or more often if warranted. Now we'll move on to slide 17, and Joel will discuss the January Reservoir System Regulation Studies. Thank you, Nicole. Releases from Gavin's Point started the month at 20,000 cubic feet per second. Releases were increased to 24,000 cubic feet per second today and will remain near this level in order to fully evacuate the flood storage before the start of the 2019 runoff season. Garrison releases were set at 16,000 cubic feet per second in late December in anticipation of the river freezing in. Once stages in the Bismarck area stabilize, releases will be gradually increased to 26,000 cubic feet per second. Releases are expected to remain near that rate through February, downstream conditions permitting. Moving on to the monthly studies, the basic simulation uses the runoff forecast that Nicole just discussed. Due to the amount of variability in precipitation and other hydrologic factors that can occur over the next several months, we also develop an upper and lower runoff that are then used in the upper and lower basic simulations. These simulations provide a range of reservoir elevations and releases that may be expected under the different runoff scenarios. The discussion to follow will focus on the basic or most likely runoff forecast. Information on the other runoff simulations is posted on our webpage. Turning to slide 18, currently the system storage is at 56.6 million acre feet or 0.5 million acre feet above the base of the flood control. On March 1st, which is typically near the start of the runoff season, the basic simulation shows system storage at 56.1 million acre feet. This means that the reservoir system would start the runoff season at the base of the annual flood control zone and that all 16.3 million acre feet of flood control capacity will be available. Moving on to slide 19 and looking at the upper three reservoirs, currently Fort Peck and Garrison are 2.8 and 2 feet above the base of their flood control pools. Owyhee is 0.6 feet below the base of the flood control pool. While the total system storage is projected to be at the base of the annual flood control zone at the end of February, the upper three reservoirs may be unbalanced. The basic simulation shows Fort Peck may be about half a foot above the base of its flood control pool, Garrison just above the base of the flood control pool, and Oahe just over half a foot below the base of its flood control pool at the end of February. The navigation service level is used to determine releases from Gavin's Point Dam to support navigation and to help provide an eight to nine foot deep navigation channel downstream. The navigation service level at the start of the navigation season is based on the March 15 system storage. Under the basic simulation, we would be providing full service flow support for the first part of the navigation season. Full service flow support is designed to provide a nine foot deep navigation channel. For the full service level on the basic simulation, Gavin's Point monthly average releases range from approximately 20,000 cubic feet per second to 32,000 cubic feet per second. The service level for the remainder of the navigation season and the navigation season length are based on the July 1 system storage. Under the basic forecast, 
flow support for navigation would be full service after July 1st storage check, and a full eight-month navigation season would be provided. Energy generation at the main stem dams in 2018 was 12.3 billion kilowatt hours. The long-term average is 9.3 billion kilowatt hours. The forecast for 2019 with the basic simulation is 9.9 .9 billion kilowatt hours. Turning to slide 21, it shows the Missouri River Basin weekly update, which is found on our website at the address shown on the top of the slide. This webpage gives a general overview of the current conditions in the Missouri River Basin and is updated weekly, usually on Tuesday morning. Thank you, and this concludes my talk. Thank you, Joel, Nicole, and Chuck. So in summary, we plan on starting the 2019 runoff season with a full flood control capacity in the system. Uh, we'll continue to monitor the conditions of the basin. We'll make any necessary release adjustments as the spring unfolds. That concludes uh, my remarks. Thank you very much. Back to you, Eileen. Thanks, John. As a reminder, a link to the basin update is also provided in today's press release. This slide contains the uh, speakers and their contact information from today. The next call will be on Thursday, February 7th at 1 p.m. I'm from Minot, North Dakota. Uh, how, how does the government shutdown affect the core operations in, in any way at all? Is that something we need to be, be concerned about or not? This is John Ramos. No, uh, our appropriations bill passed in September, so we are fully funded and uh, working all the time here. So it does not uh, affect the core at all. Thank you. Any other last questions before we adjourn? All right, thank you everyone for your participation today. The call next call is Thursday, February seventh at one PM.